episode of House Things, a podcast and radio show from the David A. Howe Public Library recorded right here in Wellsville, New York. I'm Nick Gunning and I'm joined by my little pal, Allie Stevick. Sorry I said little. That's it, okay. It just, I am little. It just popped out. I'm, I'm self-aware of this okay. fact. I'm okay. not offended. Good, good. Okay. Uh, so also, you knew me when I was eight, so I feel like <laughs> maybe that colors your perception. I think it does. I think but it that might. that said, I'm only 5'2", so I it's fair. It might. <laughs> I think it might. Uh, Allie and I just wrapped uh, our episode Spotlight on Doctor Strange. And we were very careful to not give any spoilers. On I think we did pretty good. I think we did too. I'm impressed with us. We didn't spoil Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, but... Now we're going to. Now we are. So let's just get that right out. If you haven't seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, you need to you need to stop. You need to stop what you're doing. Your behavior is <laughs> reckless. Don't listen to this podcast if you haven't watched this because we are going to spoil the ever-loving crap out of it. You think oh, I can yeah. say? You think I can say crap? You think that's I okay? think that's probably fine. You're going to allow it. Okay. Yep. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Allie and I saw this movie probably a day apart, and it was like I feel like the next time we were both in the library, it was kind of like, a, "Have you seen it? What did you think?" <laughs> Trying to decide, yep. uh, you know, how honest and real we were going to be, and we're going to be super honest and real now. Uh, and we, we we keep all like starting this conversation and being like, no, we should save it for the podcast. And then but, we don't. And then we don't. Then we fully have the conversation. But we still have plenty to say. We so do. I think it's fine. We I do. Think it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to just sit down and discuss the movie as a whole. Just discuss the theme. Discuss how it fits uh, with WandaVision, how it treats the characters where it succeeds where it fails and we didn't want to uh we didn't want to constantly be like oh can't say that can't say that so that's why you're here in a spoiler filled episode where we're just going to talk about it oh yeah uh i mentioned in the full episode here that i my uh, me coming to this movie was really me coming to see a sequel to wandavision because who wouldn't want to is but was that you too more or less i would say okay because I thought WandaVision took, uh, you know, this underdeveloped character and this really underdeveloped relationship that is so iconic in the mm-hmm. comics and gave us this long, and not even that long. What is it? Nine? Nine, ten episodes? Something Some, like that. It might be less. Is it like six? Pos- uh, I think it's longer than that. Oh, but, I think it has to be. But it really took its time to tell this story and I think really kind of came to a profound ending. Uh, and I mean, I guess I'm going to start guns blazing here because I think that Dr. Strange really kind of undid a lot of the work that was done in WandaVision. I think I would agree with that. Okay. And like, it's not that I can't imagine getting to where we were in Dr. Strange from WandaVision, but I think there's got to be a lot of in-between steps rather than just being like jump and pivot. Yeah. And that was kind of what it felt like was we just, we just, we just went for it without really setting up a lot of like the emotional True. things that I think were necessary for that movie to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Because the end of WandaVision, the tag there, I think is a, at the very least it's ominous, you know, because you see her sort of making, you know, coming to an understanding herself, you see her in the cabin. It seems idyllic. And then we get like sort of a jump to her in full, like Wanda witch mode. Oh yeah. And at the very least it's like, Oh, what does this mean? What's going right. on? What's going to happen? And so, and you like hear like the voices of like, her sons who she made out of magic who are dead right like in the background and you're like ooh. so i can't say that what happens in doctor strange is completely out of nowhere because there is that Mm -hmm. but i think 
a lot of a lot of what WandaVision was about too was a relationship with Vision and the fact that like Vision is only mentioned just, like, twice, obliquely mentioned, not even like her yearning for him or anything. Right, it, right. It's, it's she's just little... like, oh yeah, Vision thought there was multiverse, yeah, and we're out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I I guess I have a lot of feelings on this, but. They make a point of, of Wanda saying, when you act this way, you're a hero. Mm-hmm. When I act this way, I'm the villain. And they sort of say that in a manner that implies that they're, they're going to address that. And then they don't. They totally so, don't. I, what are your feelings on that? So much frustration. Okay. Because like that line also made it into the trailer. So I yeah. saw the trailer and I saw the, that line. And yeah. especially because like in terms of fan response... There's a variety of people and some of them are like, wow, and WandaVision, Wanda's terrible. She should be punished for her crimes and things. And so I feel like I was like, oh, this is kind of a meta response yeah. to even the fans in some yeah. ways. Yeah. And I was like, that's so cool. We're going to explore this. And we got to it in the movie and I was like, yeah, let's go. And then they just like kind of dropped it and yeah. didn't really address it right. ever again, except that I feel like the entire movie pretty much proved exactly that. Point. Right. Like the entire movie is just like, Wanda does things and they're like oh this is so bad and to be fair a lot of the time it is and then Steven also does bad things and they're like shrug I guess that's fine he has his reasons and so I'm like so you're calling out this overt sexism and then you're just pretty much proving it okay cool I see how it is well I think there was there was a lot of criticism looking back at at Wanda's um appearances in the movies even because I mean in, in literal appearance she was always a little bit more you know, she her outfits were more revealing than some of the mm-hmm. others. And I know Elizabeth Olsen had made some comments about that. And the way she was treated was, was not great. And so then to take something like WandaVision and kind of rectify that mm-hmm. in a way, and then just to turn around and do it again. I mean, I just think it speaks to how what their approach to female characters in the MCU is. Yeah. Are there other instances of that that you've bumped up against? Of just really not great treatment of female characters yeah, yeah. in the MCU. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's always kind of there. Like yeah. there's the fact that we didn't get any like female led movies until Captain Marvel, which just kind of came out of the blue. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're throwing you a bone. We're yep. giving you Captain Marvel. And I'm like, cool, but this isn't what we asked for. Right, like right. we already have cool women characters. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of like what they do to focus on the women. I feel like that's always kind of a theme. And in terms of some of the character characterization, like black widow's first appearance in iron man, I feel like is much more like, Ooh, she's, you know, mysterious and kind of sexy and everything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they really, they, they work away from that, which I appreciate, but it's still kind of like, okay, like, all right, fine. Yeah. Yeah. And well, they even sort of like, I mean, the fact that they took so long to, to do anything with a Black Widow movie when so when Scarlett weird. Johansson was like the only bankable star when those movies started is, right. is a little odd, you know. And, and I think everyone wanted it, too. Like, I don't think this was just a me thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think legitimately everyone was like, oh, yeah, a Black Widow movie. That would make right. sense. Yeah. So it's it's always, I think, been there in the MCU. And when you see them sort of step up to try things, you know, like the the all female hero team up in Endgame, mm-hmm. it feels a little clumsy, forced. Mm-hmm. And it, it very much does feel like, oh, we're throwing you a bone. Yeah. Like we're not we're not really right. gonna do this, so we're just gonna kind of allude to it and try and make you happy. And right. I'm like, well, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well it's just kind of like a just enough there. Like right. can we move on from this conversation? Yeah. Like that's that is what it feels like a little bit to me, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not even 
I just, I don't understand. And we've talked about this off mic. Like it's just, even from a financial standpoint, even from just a business standpoint, why do, why do you not put extra effort into appealing to women? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. There are so many of us. Yeah. And we like, we, we really do like Marvel. Like, yeah. But let's talk a little bit about Wanda's characterization in the movie because when I was so my wife and I saw this together and she was pretty irritated by the whole thing, you know. Mm. And she was relatable. Even, yeah. <laughs> and she was even making the point that like just in in our own history, witchcraft, the reason why you had like the Salem witch trials and all of that was mm-hmm. really like because of sexism, you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And when you say that, like, the only representation of a woman doing magic in these movies is evil, but, like, the men doing magic is, like, great. You right. know what I mean? It's just kind of like, what are you what it's, are you saying with mm-hmm, that? It's very weird. And especially because, again, in WandaVision, they, like, explore some things with, like, the other witches. Yeah. And, like, it was, like, really interesting. And it had yeah. some, like, kind of reminiscences to, like, cultural themes around witchcraft and yeah. things. And I was like, that's kind of cool. And then it's, like again it's just like and we have this really evil witch yeah and like fairly one-dimensional just like i'm an evil witch yeah that's all i do is be evil and a witch it's really hard to understand especially her reaction when she kind of snapped out of it in wandavision it's really difficult for me to understand that like she's not trying to make her actual kids she's essentially trying to like steal Steal kids kids from another version of herself it's really weird by killing a child by killing a child, which is and not something just, most moms I know would be down for. I, I just don't understand that. And again, the fact that Vision isn't part of it all. It's not like, right. oh, I want my family back. Right. These people who I love so much. It's yeah. like, it feels more like instead of it's about her children that she loves. Yeah. Because in some ways it's not. It's a different multiversal right. version of that. Yeah, exactly. Instead of being about that, it's about... I want to step back into this role of being a suburban housewife. Yeah. And so it's not actually about her real love for her family, for her kids and vision. It's about this kind of restrict, restrictive gendered role. Yeah. And like, yeah, if yeah. you want to be a mom, that's fine, but it's weird to make it about the role and not about the people. Yeah. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of it that way, but no, that's true because that is kind of what she's trying to recapture. Yeah. It just, uh, I don't know. It, it feels like they, needed a villain and so like they used her and kind of disregarded the work that had been done on Mm -hmm. that character it feels lazy and i feel like in a multiverse kind of story this could have been an alternate more evil version of wanda you know and we could have had some sort of act three reveal of that yeah you know but instead it just is her and she's lost she's lost the depth and has sort of become this like one dimensional as you said kind of a stereotype of a villain and when this is like your real only representation of a female character here. I mean, you have America Chavez, but she's a child and is sort right. of presented in that way as like, like needing a mentor and stuff. Right. Like it's not, Yeah, I, I don't know. It's I like, just, Oh, the evil one and the child who's incompetent and right. insecure. Okay. Got it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, even her, the things she says just don't make sense, which I realize humans are not always rational. Yeah. And sometimes the things we say don't make sense. But when they're like, oh, why don't you just have America Chavez take you to this alternate universe to be with your children? Yeah. That would make so much sense. And she's like, no, I have to kill her and take her power because if these alternate universe children ever get sick, I have to go find a cure for them in a different, in a different universe. Yeah. And I'm like, it's, it's, this, this is weird. It's clunky. Like partly because it it's so about the one specific multiverse children. And not any of the other ones right. ever yeah. at all. Right. Like no, it's One true. set, but not all the sets. Yeah. And 
like what you couldn't just call america up and be like hey can you get me a cure from a different like it just doesn't make no it doesn't it doesn't really jive and it would also be another thing like i like if they're gonna do whatever they want i mean there's nothing Mm -hmm. that's like preordained about this story you can do whatever you want what if what if she was even even if it was the situation where like there was a version in which that wanda was dead or the children didn't have anyone to take care of them or something like surely in one of these universes wanda must have died exactly Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of a, it's a weird thing to not do. But so let's, let's talk about multiverse for a minute, because that's another thing. I feel like on the heels of, well, I mean, really, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse kind of got the ball rolling. It's amazing. It's great. It's amazing. And then Spider-Man No Way Home, they do really impressive things with this concept of a multiverse, you know, and like the 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 sony disney spider-man no way home is such a crowd pleaser because it's bringing different Mm -hmm. eras together to then like do nothing really with that like you say the multiverse of madness but we really only see two different dimensions and one that's kind of falling apart right yeah yeah Yeah. and it's like oh it's so different because christine has pink hair right which like cool pink hair i'm here for it but it feels very limited. Yeah, it does. It really does. And so I feel like that was kind of a swing and a miss. Like I yeah. was I was surprised they didn't do more with that. And I was a little I have very mixed feelings about the Illuminati scene. Shall we talk about that? Illuminati for confirmed. a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> okay. So, you know, as someone who's read the comics, like I've read the there's an Illuminati collection that's just that and then I've read it, you know, in other things, Planet Hulk or whatever, uh, where where you where you see this and so the concept of the illuminati is is a pretty cool one i think you know we're taking all the the most ingenious like heavy hitting marvel characters and putting them as sort of a council mm-hmm. which is cool when i heard that they were doing it for this movie i guess i kind of assumed that the the illuminati was going to be made up of different versions of characters from different multiverses which would be cool like it a multiversal be. council yes. that sounds dope i know but instead it was just this one world Yep. In which pizza balls are free and you go go on red, <laughs> you know. But like, maybe the pizza balls weren't they free. They maybe weren't free because of unclear. Bruce Campbell. Yeah, unclear. unclear. So there are things that are very cool about the Illuminati. So mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if I need to say again, but we're gonna spoil this. <laughs> oh, we're gonna spoil this so much. <laughs> so uh, let's get into it. So Reed Richards, first of all, there'd been a lot of talk about John Krasinski as sort of a fan favorite of taking over like the Reed Richards character whenever Disney gets around to making a Fantastic Four movie. Mm-hmm. So to see him show up here, I think is a really cool way, whether they intend him to continue or not. I think that's a really cool reaction to like kind of a groundswell of support yeah. for that. Um, let's I think grassroots was, John Krasinski exactly, into this thing. <laughs> exactly. But I think it was a, I think he was good in the role. I, let's talk about their undoing in a minute here. Uh, using Maria Rambo as a Captain Marvel, I think was also... I also, also thought that was That really was kind of cool. neat. That's fun. Um, the I think the most surprising thing to me would be Anson Mount from Star Trek Strange New Worlds reprising his role of Black Bolt. Mm. Did you even know he'd played back Black Bolt before? Like, was that a fact you were aware of? Nope. Okay, and I think most people know. There was a show called The Inhumans the Inhumans, of which Ms. Marvel is one of them. Hey. She's not in the show. I but heard it was not good. It's the show. It's fine. Like, okay. I, I've only seen, like, the first two. They put the pilot and the first episode together as, like, a movie, and I saw it in theaters. Hmm. And I liked it. Like, I would have watched more, but it wasn't like, I have to see this. Okay. You know? It had kind okay. of a 90s action vibe to it, which, you know, either you like or you don't. 
But yeah, Anson Mount played Black Bolt in that. And the show only had one season, didn't really have much of a following. So the fact Oof. that they took the time to do that, I think, was cool. I think that is cool. And as well. I think Black Bolt was pretty well utilized in it as well. Like he just, he has a presence and was cool. Yeah. Uh, so I liked that. Um, and. Yes. Most important of yeah, all. Yeah, hit it. We have Captain Carter from the What If Show, yeah, which I was super hyped for. Not what I thought you were going to say is the most important of all, but yes, let's talk about let's talk about <laughs> Captain Carter. Let's do it. Full disclosure: the only episode of the What If Show I've seen is the one that has Captain Carter. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I'll get to the rest at some point, but anyway, we'd watched something that had like minimal minimal Peggy Carter presence, and I was okay. like really disappointed. And so my fiance was like, "I know what we're going to do. We're going to watch this, and it's going to make you happier." And so we were like, okay. So we watched this and I was like, this is so cool. Peggy is yeah. essentially, I mean, not Captain America. She's British, but right. like, this is so fun. Yeah. This is great. And I was kind of like, why didn't they just do this in the first place? Uh-huh. And so when there was like hinting that she was going to be in Multiverse yeah. of Madness, again, it just increased my hype for right, like right. so many women characters that were in this movie. Yeah. So I'm glad she was there, but then yeah, yeah, we'll talk yeah. more then, about, okay. about about the undoing in a minute. What I but. thought you were going to say, and I should have known, I thought you were going to say Professor X. I mean, I, that was also really cool. Patrick Stewart coming back also- as Professor X. So I wish, uh, I wish my wife was here for this conversation because she huge X-Men fan. She has the show previously on X-Men that you can listen to wherever you get your podcasts. But... It was it was a pretty much a known secret that Patrick Stewart was going to reprise the role of Professor X. But the thing that made it particularly unique and special was that he was really playing the version from the 90s animated series, mm. not the not the version from the Fox movies. Because when he comes in, you get that like theme, which is which is from the cartoon. He's got the yellow like chair. He's got the tie. And even his dialogue is very reminiscent of the Xavier you see in the animated series. So very cool for them to do that and like to get a little bit of x-men content in there let's talk about the part that's not cool though yep so you have all these characters oh i also read that a ghostwriter cameo was filmed and then scrapped so hmm. depending on how much you like ghostwriter there was all sorts of wild like is nick cage gonna come back as ghostwriter is tom cruise gonna play iron man you know there's all sorts of conversations hmm. about these many things. possibilities but th- those things Multiversal did not happen possibilities yeah yeah. Oh, and, and Carl Mordo. Mordo from uh, from the original Doctor Strange movie. And Mordo is a yes. uh, is a is a long standing like nemesis of Doctor Strange uh, in the comics. Uh, Dormammu, Mordo. You know, those are kind of like the big ones. Uh, so this is this is the Illuminati Council. Uh, right away, Xavier seems to be like even though the doctor strange of our world was a problem and the wanda (laughs) yeah right who black bolt killed and the wanda is not he's like i think we can trust this doctor strange let's take out this wanda which again i think is a weird move well but it's not even like let's take out this wanda it's like we're not even threatened by this woman we don't think she's a problem yeah and then it's like well you were wrong but also why are you like this yeah so the the next thing we get is the illuminati sort of like we get it we get a classic shot I'm a little frustrated by the uncanny valley of it all, too, because you can tell that they're not all together. Like, mm. those people are not in the same room together. And that, I think, adds a little bit of coldness to the to the fight, like, when you know that. But this was a... This is another... This leads to another frustration I have, and that's, like, the limitations of, of Wanda's power, the way it manifests. Mm-hmm. We have... Primarily, her power is just, like, blasting red bolts. You know? 
We got a little bit of a hint. Or, well, you brought one up when we were talking while not recording about when she's whispering. Which right? is so cool. Like, the shooting and the, like, focusing on her face and yeah. the guy's face and the, like, sparkly eyeshadow. Yeah. And then it's just, like, really eerie and cool. Yeah. When she's going after Wong and the students at the school uh, and she kind of, like, zooms in and it tells the guy, run. You oh, know, so good. It is. It's very cool, but we don't really get anything else like that. I know. Uh, and it's the same here when when the Illuminati sort of like square up on her um, the you know like Reed Richard steps up and she sort of unravels him like he do, we see the stretchy powers she unravels him which is kind of a cool it use. is kind of cool uh, and you know I would put my money on Scarlet Witch if it was a Scarlet Witch versus Mr. Fantastic Fight. So I didn't really have an issue with that. Then Black Bolt kind of steps up and she makes his mouth disappear. Which is cool. And it's like her reality warping powers that she's supposed to have. Exactly. In WandaVision, she like makes this entire giant thing. Yep. And but that's really the that's last it. time we see it. That's the last time we see those powers. There's not I a think. lot of reality warping. No, there isn't. There's the cool mirror scene, but that's not really reality yeah. warping. Yeah. So Black Bolt's down. And then what are we at Captain Carter next? Yes. Now Black Bolt and and Mr. Fantastic are just like totally wiped out. And she's taking without out, like, like without a pause with even. That, nothing. Like they don't even they don't put a scratch yeah. on her. They're just like, and we're dead. Yeah, and like the whole like fighting Doctor Strange and Wong and the whole school is like not really a thing for her, but she's like concerned about a fist fight with Captain Carter. I thought it was kind of a goofy mm. thing. Did did, did you anything like- I don't know. I mean like yeah, but at the same time she like I don't know. I have mixed feelings on this. Okay. No, I'm not I'm overall curious. happy with it. Well, how it went down. Well, cause it's like, she so quickly undoes Dr. Mr. Fantastic and black bolt. Yes. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so it's like really a display of her power level. Yeah. And I think it makes sense just narratively to give at least a little bit of a chance for her and Captain Carter to like have a fight. Yeah. But it also doesn't last very long, no. which I feel like again, from someone who was like super yeah. hyped to see Peggy Carter in this is a little disappointing. Yeah. But it is true that it's a little bit weird for it to even take as long as it did com- compared to how quickly everything else. Right. Went. Yeah. So it's like weird on both, <laughs> weird on it both is. ends. It is. Yeah. And like the, uh, and then, then the, the fight with Captain Marvel is cool, but all of this stuff happens really quickly, really quickly. And like, it's like, Oh, we gave you all these characters you were excited to see and they're immediately all yeah. brutally killed. Right. Right. And so next when she goes, cause at this point, America is still in the, uh, in like a, an enclosure and Christine's trying to get her out and Dr. Strange. I don't remember where he is at this point. He's like, in with the Illuminati still, In with the or? Illuminati. He's trying to like get out. Oh, he's in a fight with Mordo. He gets in yeah, a fight with Mordo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's right. So Wanda shows up and is going to get America. And then Charles Xavier shows up and is like, enough. And again, my wife, the X-Men fan, was like, oh my gosh, it's happening. And we jump to the astral plane. Which was cool. Very cool. It's a cool interpretation of the astral plane. We see like the Wanda persona it, like buried in rubble. Mm-hmm. And he sort of tries to help her. And we're setting up this big Scarlet Witch versus Professor X astral plane fight, which I mean, I was I'm not as big of an X-Men fan as Hillary, but like I was still like, it seems like it's like, oh, okay, finally, someone is going to be able to at least stand up to her for a little while and it's going to be cool. Yeah. And she kills him like instantly, instantly. Instantly. like this red cloud shows up and she's like all like witchy, scary monster vibes. And he's dead. And that's it. And, and that's, that's it. it. And it's frustrating to me that at the very least, 
I feel like he he should have put a chink in the armor. Right. You know what I mean? He should have at least done something that Doctor Strange could exploit later on. But the Illuminati just like, done something. <laughs> right. The most intelligent, most powerful like characters in In like, this universe. Are just they don't even have an impact. They don't even they don't even put a scratch on the hood. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. it. Which like it's it's cool in some ways that it sets Wanda up as such a powerful character because I feel like in some ways that's what she deserves. Yeah. But Again, it's weird that they don't use very much of her reality warping powers. No, and it's like, we set her up as this powerful character once she's a villain. Right. Like, we wait until we're, we've just yeah. made her out to be a villain. And that's when we make her, like, we give her her, like, cool, I'm the most yeah. powerful being pretty much in the MCU right. at this point. And I'm right. like, it feels a little unfair. <laughs> it does. It does. Well, I think absolutely the Illuminati have to lose. But the fact that they don't contribute anything to the overall narrative, I think, is really... Yeah. Because it's not even, I mean, Christine is the one who takes him to the, the book, the book of Ashanti. Yeah. You know, it's not even the Illuminati. That, I mean, they, they acknowledge its existence, but like, she's the one who takes it there. And I just think, at the very least, they should have contributed to the plot yeah. in some way. I mean, it very cool to see them. Very cool that they brought people back. Uh, you know, they brought in Krasinski. Like, that's all very cool. But it left me underwhelmed. And I think the... The Scarlet Witch Xavier thing is a particularly disappointing yeah. thing. Because even the way he comes in and is like, enough, really feels like right. we're going to get something. Well, and you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of that scene in, I don't remember if it's an Infinity War or Endgame, because they sometimes blur together, to yeah. be honest, where Scarlet Witch is talking to Thanos, and she's like, you took everything from me. And he's mm -hmm. like, I don't even know who you are. And she's like, you will. And she like goes to like attack him and everything. Yeah. And then like has zero effect right and i'm like of course scarlet witch couldn't have just killed thanos right there it doesn't make sense for the yeah, movie i mean but captain marvel could have but <laughs> you know well you know <laughs> but it makes zero difference right and i just feel like we end the scene and i'm like he still doesn't know who she is right. like what she just did had yeah, zero effect she didn't even hurt him she didn't put a scratch on that's him a good point. it feels exactly like that yeah yeah i i know i agree i agree and like as the story progresses you know i mean we <sighs> I think if you were coming to this as somebody who was like really hyped to see a sequel to Doctor Strange, see more Doctor Strange, it's like you get a decent amount with his relationship with Wong. But I feel like the stuff between Doctor Strange and alternate Christine just it doesn't really land for me. You well, know? what I've been told is that at the end of the first movie, the thing with him and Christine is kind of a non-issue. Yeah. Which, again, I haven't seen it. Yeah. So I can't really speak to that. But I feel like that does make it seem more weird. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's just kind of like a a why. Like, what are we what are we doing exactly? So yeah, I I thought that was a little weird. Uh, I, <laughs> I was like, they should just have Kalia be his love interest instead because yeah. she's so cool in yeah. Marvel sixteen oh nine. I so I'm not really down for the for the zombie vibe that we got, and I was I was disappointed that like Scarlet Witch is is not for the main fights here. Like, she's not in the outfit. She's just like. You know, suburban Wanda, mm -hmm. like very zombified. Which is because she's possessing suburban Wanda. Right, but still, right. it's kind of like... Yeah. But then when we finally get to the book and it's just instantly destroyed, I, I feel like that's... All the hopes were in getting the Book of Ashanti. You yeah. Know? And it was just like, boom, she just hits it with a bolt and it's gone. Yeah. It's just like, well, what? What, what is are we going doing? on? What are we doing You know, here? like it just doesn't really... It doesn't really work for me, like narratively. I feel like when we're back to Wanda on the mountain 
figuring out like what her powers are, figuring out that this is like a shrine to her. I think Which that's kind of cool. It is cool, but we don't do it. Like we don't really get any sort of explanation as to well, why. Well, and especially it feels like, I don't know if it feels like we should get to have that as, as people who get to sympathize with Wanda. Right. And this whole movie has made it almost impossible to sympathize with Wanda. Yeah. Even though you should be able to, because yeah. she's been through some terrible things. Yep. And after WandaVision, we, really care about this yep. and they still like any opportunity where maybe we could feel some ambiguity or some like you know that like little feeling you sometimes get when you like sympathize with bad characters yeah like, Ooh, shivers yeah. and they just like do something where she's like terrible and it just kills any opportunity for you to have that i know kind yeah. of discomfort it does and so it feels unfair to be like and this whole mountain that's her shrine figuring out her powers yeah but like we don't really get to enjoy that no we don't we don't. And like, <sighs> I don't know. There, there are things. So like narratively, I liked the concept of, of Dr. Strange. So they go into like the America sends him and Christine into this like falling apart universe. And he confronts sort of like a dark Dr. Strange. And that is cool. It is cool. And like if you had seen the the um, what if episode of Dr. Strange, you mm. might have liked that even more because okay. it's really kind of pulling from that episode. Um I do think that scene is cool. And I really liked the music fight. Oh, the, that was cool. There's a scene where he's like pulling notes off of sheets and they're shooting these notes at oh, each other. Was cool. It was sufficiently weird. It was, but I also think that it stands out because nothing like that had happened leading up to it. Yeah. I there was liked, minimal weirdness. Yeah, prior I would to just that. have liked more of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So like, while that's a really cool moment, I also felt like tonally, it doesn't really gel with like the way magic's been used yeah. leading up to it. You know, so I don't know. I was a little, I was a little let down just by that as a concept. But then when he, when he gets to the dark home and he's going to like dream walk. And it's like, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. Right. How did you, you didn't like that? Well, it's like, oh, this whole time we've been like, the dark hold is so bad. It corrupted Wanda such that we just ignore her character resolution at the end of WandaVision. It's so evil and terrible. Dream walking is the worst. Everything, everything. Yeah. And then he's just like, yeah, I'm going to use this. No big deal. Right. And she, I mean, again, she calls him a hypocrite for it, but it's not, we don't look into that at right. all. Right. We're just like, wh- she says he's, she's a hypocrite, but she's a villain at this point. So we don't really care yeah, what she thinks. Care. And yeah. I'm like, why? But I, so what I'll say about that is I feel like when we see, so the, the movie opens with an alternate version of Doctor Strange who ultimately moves to kill America and take her powers mm-hmm. to keep it from the demon that Wanda sent. That Doctor Strange. Which is a cool demon. It is a cool. It's like an octopus It is thing. cool. You love octopus. I do. Yeah. So that was a win. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and that Doctor Strange's corpse ends up in like the prime universe and they bury it. And so when it's like Doctor Strange has to have a body in the prime universe to dreamwalk and uses that body, I thought that was a really cool callback. I did like, think that I was I didn't cool. like the zombie of it all, but I thought that's a cool, like they planted that so early yeah. and had it like come into play at the end. I thought narratively that worked really well. And it had kind of a fun, dark humor to it. Like I'm really not usually at all into zombies. Yeah. But I was like, this is kind of a fun yeah. and sort of cool concept. Yeah. It's sort of like the demon cloak that he used. I mean, it's, that was kind of cool. Stuff is cool there, you know? Yeah. And I even, that version of Doctor Strange is wearing an outfit that he has in the comics sometimes that I really like. There's a, Doctor Strange is uh, on a team called the Defenders, and it it changes over the years who's on it. But there was not that long ago a run by Matt Fraction, hmm. and that is the uh, that's the outfit that he wears, that okay. red and black thing. And I just think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So I liked that attention to comic book detail. But 
you know, we have our final showdown and America, America sort of plays on Wanda's heartstrings by, by giving her what she wants, like puts her in that vibe where the kids are freaked out by her. How did you feel about that? I think it, I think it makes sense. Mm -hmm. It, I don't know. Like it, it, it's hard because on the one hand, that was some of the only character development that she had. Right. You know, like really coming to terms with what she meant, but it just feels like she's so far away from the Wanda that we saw like prior to the post credit scene in WandaVision that it was a little, it was kind of a jump for me, but it, but it, but it did make sense Mm -hmm. and it did feel kind of true to that character that that would snap her out of it and get her back into it. What did you think? Yeah. Kind of similar. Like, I liked that it was rather than being like, we're going to have a giant showdown. It was like America kind of is like, I can't beat you. So I'm going to do this kind of like subversive underhanded thing. Yeah. I was like, that was cool. Yeah. And then takes her to this reality where the Wanda that she's been possessing is there with her kids. And I thought that was a cool concept. And I thought that then her kids reactions and her kind of realization I thought was really effective. I thought it would have, it would have done more for me if she'd been less evil and more sympathetic the right, entire time. Right. Cause I don't think it would have been quite as drastic and it just feel like we, we would have been emotionally set up for it Yeah. because I feel like having those moments where we're trying to do something, at least we think for people we care about and we realize that we've made a wrong turn and aren't doing it well. Like that is something we can all relate yeah. to. And that's something that's kind of scary for all of us. Yeah. And I feel like it just, it was, she was gone so far that it doesn't make it. You can't quite buy into it. As no, much. I, I agree. So, but I thought the scene itself and the concept of it was really cool. And I thought that that end moment with the, this universe is Wanda being like, know that they'll be loved yeah. and kind of being sympathetic to Wanda yeah. in a way that ironically we haven't been allowed to do for the entire movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. I thought that was really cool because even though in some ways you feel like she should be like super like angry and like, get out of here, you yeah. freaking monster that in some ways because they are kind of the same being, she can recognize like I would also be devastated and maybe do terrible things right. if I was in this situation. So right. I can sympathize. I thought that was cool, but again, would have made more sense if Wanda had been more sympathetic. And doesn't it make you kind of wonder like, had they, had they tried to help her in the beginning? Could the whole thing have yeah, been avoided? Yeah. 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 Did or it- like they could have done the thing with America so much earlier. And I mean, like I understand that to make a movie, you have to not do the resolution right away, but it does feel like, we could have maybe cut it shorter or skipped a couple parts yeah. to do that. This is so. This is not inherently sexist, I wouldn't say, but because I can think of a lot of op, uh, a lot of movies or or comic arcs or whatever where the villain sort of like has a change of heart and and heroically sacrifices himself. Mm-hmm. That that happens, but it did feel a little. It felt a little sexist to me that like the the resolution was to like make her yeah you know what i mean like she she's sort of like like look at these kids and how they're scared of you and and the other one is telling her you know this like i'll take care of these kids and then it's almost like she's robbed of this big villain showdown and then just like takes herself out so like you don't even get and it's also like like, we're robbed of the opportunity for her have to have to deal with all of the stuff that she's done yeah and kind of walk back character growth wise like i feel like that that would be really cool and that'd be really hard to do is to write a redemption arc where someone has to face up to so much crap that they did 
And maybe they still will because there's no body. So like. Yeah. But it did kind of feel like, are you serious? Like you do all this and then she just, she dies? Like yeah. what? Right. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, you know, and, and some of this, I mean, it, it's not. It's not like 100% true to comics or anything like that. But I think there was kind of a sense in the comic storyline, like after House of M where she makes all of the mutants disappear or, you know, she does some pretty awful things for these children that she made up out of her grief. I mean, all of that happens in the comics. So like that is that is there. But like movie wise, it it puts her into a point beyond redemption, which again, I think you mm-hmm. could make the argument for happens in the comics too. But like, from the movie standpoint, if you're not done with that character, what could you possibly do? And if you are done with the character, why did you do WandaVision? Yeah. I, I, well, and why would you be done with the character here? Like, I feel like, again, even just from a business monetary point of view, they could have milked that a yeah, lot more. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I yeah. also wonder if they're going to pull that other, like, suburban housewife Wanda from the mm, other universe mm. for something. Because... She was so unfazed by finding this like monstrous version of herself. And she demonstrated some power. Like, she, she did. Like she had the she like had glowy it. fly power. Yeah. Because there's a bit where Wanda's dream walking connection with her is broken. And she finds herself in like the like between planes yeah. where yeah, the Ashanti yeah, yeah. was. And again, she doesn't seem that phased by this. No, She's she just doesn't. like, okay, I'm going to go make sure my kids are all right. Right. And I was like, that's kind of cool. So I wonder if they're setting up some scenario where they pull her. Yeah. But again, I feel like it would have been more satisfying if they wanted to have like a dark version of Wanda and then like a, a, an actual nice kind of version of Wanda. I feel like it would have made more sense to do it the other way around and have the dark version of Wanda be a different universe's Wanda that we yeah. don't care about already. Right, right, right. Yeah. But that's just me. It's just, I think it's a problem when you have, <laughs> when you have a character, I mean, Wanda's sole motivation in this is like, maternal instinct yeah and that just feels like a problem to me that all yeah it does feel weird As, again because vision's not part of it and also right. because it's like you're the most powerful being pretty much yeah and you potentially have the ability to access this multiversal power yeah and the only thing you can think of to do with it is be a suburban house mom yeah like yeah that feels weird it does it really does because it's not like you're saying it's not like that's it's not like that's part of the motivation that's the only the only motivation. motivation yeah that's all she has and i feel like i don't know like there's lots of reasons for people to want power and we yeah. could have had a variety going yeah. on but yeah and even even though the character is not super well developed in the comics like you do know a lot about her backstory like she has a terrible tragic backstory you mm-hmm. know and then like losing her brother and like mm-hmm. losing vision and all of that stuff so like there's meat there and so to reduce her to just wanting to be a mom yeah i i don't understand i don't understand how that serves the character i don't or how that's an avenue for like future stories let alone like the inherent sexism in it right it's just well and it also feels like such a such a missed opportunity because there's also that line early in the movie that was also in the trailers that i was like this looks cool where she says i'm not a monster i'm a mother and i think that there's a lot of really interesting stories to be told about where there's sometimes a little bit of a fuzzy borderline between Mm. those things and Mm -hmm. like ways that mothers can be scary. Like, and instead of playing with nuances and things like that, it just, I don't know. It just went so hard in one direction and didn't, didn't really explore that. Like 
even back in like the fairy tales the reason why we often have like evil stepmothers and then also like nice mothers or fairy godmothers is so you can kind of explore the duality of like sometimes you don't feel great about your mother and sometimes you do and this just feels like an opportunity where they could have done something like that and just totally didn't yeah i agree i agree and i think you know Sometimes it's kind of a tricky place to look at something that's like meant to be light entertainment and put all these like, you know, societal expectations on it that it has to has to be everything to everybody. But I don't think it's an unfair ask to have people like appropriately represented. Yeah. You know? And and I just think that's a that's a major problem with Marvel and maybe with Disney as a whole, because yeah. it's just well, you know, when you look at the when you look at the slew of upcoming like projects, it's like all the TV stuff is women or minorities. You know what I mean? And the mm-hmm. movies sort of continue to be primarily like white men in, in the lead roles. And some of that is because of that, you know, the co- of the time the comic books were written. But like, that's not an excuse. No, you know, it's not. It's, it, it's not a good excuse, I guess no. I should say, <laughs> you know. Well, and especially because. This entire movie felt to me like it was. It should have been America Chavez one, yeah, and not Doctor Strange two, yeah. And I feel like it feels like the only reason it wasn't is either either maybe we can be generous and say they were scared to introduce a new character and just be like, yeah, ta da, have this new movie, yeah. But but was Thor or Doctor Strange like were either of them more prominent in society like pre the MCU? You know what I mean? Mm, like I would no. say. I don't think maybe, so. Maybe, maybe, maybe you know, Thor. Maybe the average person could say, "Oh yes, a Marvel character," but like these were not bankable, like marquee. No. I mean, these are these are not Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman kind of characters, right. you know. And they still managed to make movies about right. them that made a lot of money. And so it feels like they were too scared to the first America Chavez movie, and so they kind of shoehorned it into the second Doctor Strange movie because they feel like they have to have a white man lead for people to want to see it. Yeah. And that was the part that I was least excited about going into it. Yeah. And so I just feel like, Marvel, you're wrong. (laughs) Stop being cowards and give us the movies we want. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point. And a a good concluding thought, (laughs) I think. So uh, thank you for ranting with me about uh, Doctor Strange. My pleasure. Let's part with one positive thing about it. You got something that you liked in there? Let's see. There were a few things I liked. Oh, since we're doing spoilers, we talked about how I really like Clea. Yeah. And in the main episode, we talked about how I read Marvel 1609 and she's yeah. in there and she's really amazing. And she's in the end credit scene. Yep. So I am very excited about okay. that. Okay. All right. I think the thing for me that I was most impressed with was the dream walking and using the uh, the corpse from the, that was cool. the early scene. I, did like I just that. I didn't see it coming. And it was one of those things where like I didn't put anything in that character. And when he said that, I was like, oh, of course. And oh, I, boy. I love those moments yeah. where you don't note the the importance of a little factoid. But when it comes into play, you instantly know what's going to happen. I think that I think that's good storytelling. So that's my positive. Excellent. Okay. All right. Well, join us next time in our regular episode where Bo and I are going to be talking about the gunkle. See you later, Allie. See ya.